God puts people in your life, depending on your calling from that God has on your life, I do believe that some preachers, uh, that preachers who are truly called by God need to understand and remember everybody's not called by God like that. Uh, like the preacher is. <clears throat> I don't have time to explain that. But pastors, evangelists, missionaries, prophets need to understand that and you uh, throughout your ministry, you need to have people who are called like you to fellowship with and stop depending upon uh, the saints who don't have the same calling. They're not wired. They're not even wired like you. Can you fellowship with them and eat dinner with them and, uh, you know, and maybe talk about a few other things? Maybe so, but I, I do believe that is fraught with many problems for the man of God. The man of God ought to always be preaching and teaching and praying. If he, uh, of course, he can relax and take it easy, but he needs to relax and take it easy with his wife and his family. Uh, and I don't, I really do not believe, quite frankly, and, and, and we got so much of this mess going on today um, and, and for the past 50 years, 60 years. Uh, you know, pastors at picnics with shorts on and all this kind of craziness. These things are not so to be. Pastor, God called man of God. Uh, they don't. Let's go back to the old fashioned ways. Uh, when the man of God shows up, he ought to look like the man of God. But anyway, I said all of that to say this. Uh, with the calling that God has on my, my life, God brings people into my life for a certain time and then God takes them out. And I'm wired to handle that. Pastors are not wired to handle that. They they normally have a certain number of preacher friends that they roll with throughout their lives. Um, saints ought to be the same way. But I believe everybody is going to experience uh, one or two people, maybe three who they were in your life for a season, but God does not want them in your life for the next season. I don't have time to get into that. I'm just telling you. And uh, I was just informed by another great preacher friend of mine uh, right before the services. that a mutual preacher friend of ours 
Dr. Walter Walter McDonald, a, God, uh, a godly man who was saved, I believe, late in life and called to preach. And I preached for him several times and we had fellowship together. Uh, I do recall that uh, uh, very few pastor's wives uh, liked me and I believe that his first wife uh, she didn't like the prophet that much. <laughs> and she had a unique name. What was the name? Genevieve. And so uh, something happened. Um, well, she died. She died. Uh, and I, I hope she went on to heaven, but she was, uh, she was not that crazy about the prophet. She didn't care for my preaching on the home and stuff like that. But she died, and, and Dr. McDonald went ahead and married somebody else, from what I understand. And uh, he died today. And uh, my dear friend, uh, Dr. Bennett, emailed me to let me know. You'll, you'll hear more about that maybe this evening. But he was one of those pastors, very, very sensitive, you know, and very sensitive pastor, loving pastor. Uh, and one of those pastors who kind of let his wife um, have her way and, and control things. And I, I, I can say these things openly and honestly. You know why? Because hopefully up in heaven all three of us will meet up and somehow God is going to fix it and I want all of you to understand and you know what I said and I, I and I want you people to stop telling this lie when a saint of God dies oh I'm sorry what are you sorry for? what what are you talking about Th those words should never be said again oh I'm sorry that this saint of God died. Now if they're saved and they're a true saint of God. They're born again. You know what I said in the email back? I said glory be to God. Dr. McDonald. Has gone on. To heaven. To live is Christ. And to die. Is gain. And then I. Reminded my preacher. And I believe he's a little bit older than me. <clears throat> And uh, has been a sheriff. He's a retired sheriff. A good man. Just one of those rare good men. Even if he wasn't a preacher. He would have been a, just a, a good. He, he, just a good Christian man. And a brother who was a Barnabas to me a long time ago. When the devil tried uh, a big shot at me. And I, I shall never forget that we uh, ate at Ruby Tuesdays. Now, way back now, uh, he and I probably wouldn't go to a restaurant together now because people, their minds are so warped and twisted and evil today. 
But one night in Tallahassee, Florida, we went to Ruby Tuesdays, and we had a great time of fellowship. It's a very special time. And uh, uh, and I don't think his wife is that crazy about me either, but it's, that's all right. Um, most are not. <laughs> my, most of my family members don't. They don't like me either, but that's all right. That's okay. Uh, and uh, I reminded him in the email with great joy that preacher friend, I said, you and I are on our way, on up to heaven too. So uh, it won't be long. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, and evangelistic services. <clears throat> evangelistic service family members rather my beloved uh, this is Daniel White the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the chronological Bible episode number 649 where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order this unique viewpoint this unique arrangement of the Holy Scriptures and when I say that I freak out my KJV brothers who I am with they, they, don't, they, don't, they don't care too much about stuff like that I understand allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true nonfiction story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history in the present and in the future but they they just they wrap back and say the old heads and say well long as it's the King James Version that's all right you are today we are reading the Song of Solomon, chapter 8, verses 1 through 7. Shall we pray before we read the Word of God? And by the way, this is our devotional prayer time. Most of you have not prayed at all. You haven't even prayed a breath prayer. Because you think you can handle life without God. That's why God has laid the boom down on the church. Because you have pushed him to the periphery of your life. So pray right now. Every time you're in a meeting and people start praying. Don't listen to them pray. Don't be looking around. Don't be writing down the recipe you're going to have tomorrow. Don't be going somewhere on your phone. You pray. You, see, you can't pray on your phone. 
you can you can get a prayer off of the phone but i'm talking about praying from your heart you don't need tech to pray tech won't work as far as prayer is concerned you can't do prayer on tech it doesn't mean anything okay so don't listen to me pray don't listen to deacon stevens pray If the thought enters your mind, they say, oh, he prays so eloquently. You're not praying and he's not praying either. You, you both are playing. So pray. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallowed be your name, Lord, tonight. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Grant me, Lord, and all of us your energy, your strength, your grace, your unction and your anointing and the power of your Holy Spirit to pray. To read your holy word, to teach your holy word, to preach your holy word, to preach your holy gospel. And Holy Father God, tonight I praise you and I thank you for the life that you have given to each and every one of us. For that is a pure gift that you gave to us, the privilege to live on this ball called earth hanging on nothing but your everlasting word indeed you are the one and only awesome God because what we see is nothing but awesomeness and help us not to forget it and Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I praise you and I thank you for the millions and the many and the manifold blessings that you have indeed bestowed upon us. <clears throat> and Holy Father God, on this Saturday night, a day where normally the devil fights me very hard, Lord, all day long and even into Sunday. Uh, sad to say, through my own wife, Marika White, who has been my thorn in the flesh for all of these years. But your grace has been sufficient. And I'm well aware that my sweet evangelicals and my sweet Protestants don't, don't like that kind of praying. But it's the reality. In fact, Lord, as you know, I told her uh, tonight that we we're going to have a great service tonight, maybe two. And tomorrow as well because of how the devil is uh, using her to try to hinder me and to distract me from preaching your holy word. And, uh, and Lord, help the dear sweet evangelicals and Protestants, Lord, who are listening and even 
family members not to at all feel sorry for me because I say with Paul I rejoice and I am grateful and thankful in my infirmities in my persecutions even from my Judas wife and family members I am grateful and thankful and I rejoice Lord uh, in my tribulations uh, this is a concept that you revealed through Jesus Christ our Savior who said in this world you shall have tribulations but be of good cheer I have overcome the world he said it Lord first then Paul came back and fleshed it out uh, and this is revelation and this is revolutionary for the world to understand or the world to know about for many people don't understand it many people in the church today have been deceived and duped making us the worst Laodicean church in the history of the world because we believe foolishly that everything many people rather uh, in this church today believe foolishly that everything ought to be hunkadory and wonderful for you if you're truly blessed of the Lord how Lord excuse me how stupid can we be God have mercy and grace Lord upon us and so Holy Father God I praise you and I thank you for your love your grace and your mercy your Holy Son the Lord Jesus Christ your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word for the millions and the many and the manifold blessings that you bestowed upon us for salvation and spiritual family and life financial and material protection and provision mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years Holy Father God for those who are saved and born again in my family by your grace and thank you Lord for the privilege to lead all of my children to you in salvation at the age of seven and most of them Lord really all of them uh, have really shown themselves to be saved I have my concerns because some have been influenced by the demonic spirit of wokeism in their new churches and on their jobs and from some uh, short-haired devilish people in their family uh, but other than that Lord they, they've shown themselves to be saved and born again all up into their late 20s and 30s and Lord I pray that as we all get older you would revive those Lord who are saved and uh, Lord I know my baby daughter uh, Danielle who is seeing some of this foolishness by your grace is still fired up and ready to go uh, in serving you and I pray that you will uh, 
continue to protect all of my children from the demonic wokeism that most people cannot even define and it appears to me that you are for the first time leading me to preach on that I don't know when you want me to do it but it's coming because it is so sinister so invisible but so destructive it is the worst thing to ever hit uh, the church in the past 100 years because it is demonic it is devilish and it uses the torpedoes of homosexuality sodomy lesbianism uh, transgenderism and they do not play and it's well organized like a well-oiled machine I have to give credit Lord where credit is due the devils organize this thing and they're not playing they are whipping behinds and taking names they're going for the juggler and Lord you know it you know all about it better than I did and Lord to be honest I didn't see this one coming I didn't see this coming like this I mean I, I I saw elements of it and I preached on it but this thing this this undercurrents demonic satanic spirit from hell human humanly speaking I, I didn't see that I saw the forefront of it but not all of the machinations behind it that has destroyed parents grandparents to their grave it has destroyed families and it has destroyed churches pastors pastors wives some have committed suicide behind this demonic spirit the church has never seen anything like this one before I do praise you and I thank you Lord for using me to help some brothers recover themselves from it because they they knew better and they know better but they didn't see it it is so sinister and so invisible but thank you Lord for some dear good brethren good men who have recovered themselves from the snare of the devil through this poor preacher's preaching and encouragement and love for them because I got to have them we need them uh, to help save the others who want to be saved and so Holy Father God I give you the glory the praise and the honor for revealing it to me and helping me to see it more deeply and uh, Holy Father God I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ again for those of us who are saved in my family and in this nation and around the globe for Jesus Christ's sake forgive us of our sins our failures and our faults and help us to truly repent and Lord I pray that you will pull people 
away from this demonic religion of wokeism. Pull them back from the threshold of hell. And Holy Father God, I pray that you'll cast the devil and the demons of hell out of people, out of my wife, Marika White, and out of people in the family, uh, in this audience, and their family, and their children. Help people to know in this uh, audience tonight, and the on-demand audience, and the people in this country and around the globe, in the church as we know it, to understand that if they don't lose themselves, if they don't get lost in this false hurricane of a religion called wokeism, their children will be lost and they will lose their children permanently. They will lose their grandchildren permanently to the point that they will never see them again. It is that demonic and that satanic and only Jesus can help them. And running after them and trying to appease them is just going to push them further and further into the hands of the homosexuals and the lesbians, the transgendered zombies from hell. No wonder people have been interested in these zombie movies because these are the true zombies of the world. And so, Holy Father God, many thousands of pastors have been lost to it. Many have died because they were compromising with it. And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for those of us who are saved by your grace, crush and crucify, Lord, our wicked, evil, and ungodly flesh and the old man within us. And fill us, Lord, afresh and anew with the fullness and the power and the unction and the anointing of your Holy Spirit. Uh, Lord, help us to be awake while we are fighting the church of woke, the demonic church of wokeism. And uh, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would indeed deliver each and every one of us who is saved in my family and in this country and around the globe. Deliver us, Lord, from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us, Lord, your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, live right, think right, and do right, and do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Help us who are saved, Lord, to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways, to take your holy word seriously, to repent of our sins, and to get back to you our first love. Lord, recover your born-again called preachers who have been blown away and gone with the wind, and they know it. Thank you for bringing back a few already, significant brothers. Uh, and uh, I pray that you'd continue to bring back others, even people of goodwill, 
who don't even know what's going on because the church has fallen away under wokeism. It was a nuclear bomb that caused many thousands in the church to fulfill your word and fall away. You knew about it, uh, Lord, but they didn't see it coming and it blew them away and they could not handle, handle it because they were not prayed up, they were not having devotions, they were not reading the Bible, they were not preaching your word, they got caught up in uh, uh, so-called church uh, numbers and getting uh, large numbers of people who uh, many of them are lost and they didn't have anything to stand on when hurricane wokeism came and huffed and puffed and blew the whole church down for the most part your faithful few are still hanging on your remnant is still here you always have your remnant your seven thousand have, have have not bowed the knee, Lord. Uh, by your grace, we're still here. But we see the devastation, worse than Hurricane Eon, across the landscape, across this country and the world in the church. We still have some false preachers who are trying to make it seem like everything is still all right, saying peace and safety when there's no peace and there's no safety. These are the Pharisees and the Sadducees of our day. They want to make believe that everything they were doing was right when it was all wrong and it didn't hold up. The false prosperity gospel, the emphasis on uh, multiple campus campuses, when they can hardly feel one campus. God help us with true saints. And so, Holy Father God, I do pray uh, for the salvation of my lost wife, Marika White, who does not have any power to fight against the devil. And even though she knows it, because of her pharaohistic and Jamaican pride, she refuses uh, to humble herself and repent and humble herself and believe in you, holding on to some uh, something she thinks happened in the past when it's nothing but religious activity. Uh, my wife, Marika White, as you know, Lord, and I would not say that if I was not 100% confident is lost and she has proven to be a lost woman over the past 34 years of marriage and I pray that you will save her soul save her mother save her aunts save all of her siblings I hope her sister Diane has been saved she, she gave a decent testimony the other day and we pray Lord for the salvation of my mother and my two sisters. Um, I, I believe the same thing about my mother and my two sisters. I love them. 
but I do not believe that they're born again. I don't believe that they're saved. They're religious, but lost. Because uh, they have not taken to heart what you said. If you love me, keep my commandments. My mother and my two sisters are in violation of your word right now. Pastoring over, being an apostle over, so-called apostle. Being a prophetess over, being a bishop over. Men in the church who are capable of doing the job. My brother-in-law is one. He's not perfect, but he's a man. And uh, he has more of the spirit of my dad than I do. Who was the bishop and uh, uh, Robert is another one uh, I, I don't have that much confidence in him but uh, my brother-in-law should be the bishop in that church uh, or some other man is just not right this is a uh, the Jeze the demonic Jezebel spirit in my own family on steroids and my mother is of the sort that she does not have one iota of a problem ruling over a man and that is very very demonic and very dangerous uh, no conviction about it whatsoever And uh, so, Lord, I and my and she's led my sisters, and neither one of them are qualified to be the bishop or the pastor or the prophetess of anything. And uh, and 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 they have messed up the entire family with this foolishness. I lovingly told them this years ago, but they didn't take heed. My younger brother tried to fight it, but he went ahead and fell in with it, and now he's gone earlier than than his oldest brother. My dad, my mother ruled in the roost with my dad, over my dad, for years, and it was a total mess. And so, Holy Father God, thank you for raising me up to preach against this foolishness in the church. For it is this foolishness along with <clears throat> other things that has destroyed the church as we know it. <clears throat> and has called us, caused us to be uh, the worst Laodicean church of all time. And... Uh, I truly believe, Lord, that your church does not number in the millions in this world. I don't know, only you know that. But Lord, I believe that we are in an age where we are the remnant, the true church uh, is, I believe, smaller than what people think. And so, Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight <clears throat> uh, Lord I pray for my own family in this way and I pray for all of the families gathered around and that we'll gather around on demand and in this country and around the globe
and so that people will not think I'm picking on them. We have this demonic foolishness in my own family, and I'm rebuking it and praying against it. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that other people would take heed to it and uh, and uh, uh, take advantage of this transparency and this reality that we as Christians, none of us, have it wonderful and hunkadory and dandy all of the time. In a sense we do because of your joy and your peace, your peace that pass of all understanding and your joy unspeakable. But other than that, we have many infirmities, many temptations, many trials, and many tribulations, many persecutions, many troubles. And I thank you for them all. I thank you, Lord, for this battle. I thank you, Lord, that I have family members who hate me and have been trying for years to destroy me and to stop me. I thank you, Lord, that I have family members and friends who want to see me stop preaching every day, who are actually mad about it, demon-possessed about it, and, uh, and, and can't stand it, but yet they listen to try to heap up more wood to throw on the fire. And Lord, I thank you for revealing to me the plots that are made against me to try to uh, come up with some trumped up lies about nothing, to try to take me out from preaching your holy gospel, your holy word, each and every day. And uh, Holy Father God, I thank you for uh, my thorn-in-the-flesh wife, Marika White, for if I did not have her uh, in my life for 34 years, I would not have preached as much as I have preached, preaching nearly every day for seven days. Uh, seven years, rather. And Holy Father God, I do thank you, Lord, that my youngest three children they have gone above and beyond and have just outdone themselves. I hope they will take the little money that I have offered them for helping uh, so tremendously. And Holy Father God, bless them and use them for your glory, praise and honor. Same thing for Danny, my oldest four, with my wife, Danny, Daniel, and Danita and an A, especially Danny and Daniel in the multiply thousands that they have given to uh, the work in the ministry down through the years. And so Holy Father God, I am the most, I believe I'm the most blessed man living and I give you all of the glory, praise and honor for the precious memories that flood my soul are worth billions of dollars. And so, Holy Father God, I pray tonight. I pray that uh, indeed you would save 
all lost souls in this country and around the globe. Revive those who are saved, heal those who are sick, comfort those who are grieving and mourning in this country and around the globe. And Holy Father God, I pray even on this Saturday night, Lord, that you will lift our burdens, <coughs> cares, worries, and anxieties, troubles, problems, and fears from our feeble hearts, minds, souls, and spirits. We cast all care, Lord, upon you, for we know that you care for us. Lord, in our in this wicked world, we all want to seem like we're so strong and and proud and powerful. When Paul taught us that our strength only comes through you. So, Lord, help us to acknowledge you in all of our ways. Please give us your strength and direct our paths. And, Lord, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would deliver us tonight from all spiritual, uh, or rather deliver us tonight from all distresses and afflictions, tribulations, troubles, trials, temptations, tests, and tensions. But, Lord, please do not take them away if you're using any of those things to break us and to make us and to mold us to be more like Christ. And, Lord, deliver us tonight from all spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress, problems, troubles, difficulties that we are facing. And thank you, Lord, for allowing things to be as well as they are, for they could be worse. And, Lord, you know they should be worse because we all deserve to go to hell with the evil we have done before we got saved. And sad to say, Lord, the evil we have done since we have been saved. I don't understand your grace. I don't understand your love. I won't, I'll never understand it. But I thank you for it very much. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight that you would bless and protect my family, especially all of my children and offspring and uh, family extended and all of the family watching and participating right now around the world and all Christian people everywhere, true believers in Christ everywhere, your remnant, your 7,000, your faithful few everywhere. Uh, and Lord, protect us all from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, evil people in the world, and thank you for doing that. And Lord, I pray that uh, you will serve notice, Lord, on two or three pastors and two or three gospel singers who uh, are trying to uh, uh, inf negatively influence uh, my oldest children uh, to become woke. And Lord, I pray that uh, they will repent before they are exposed. And Lord, I do pray they know who they are, and uh, I know who they are, and I do pray that you will protect 
my children from their demonic wokeism foolishness and uh, and I pray that all of my children will remember somehow the thousands of verses that uh, we read together that uh, from your word the hundreds of chapters and the thousands of prayers that we prayed together down through the years help them to remember your might and power with a father who lived by faith with nine people in the family not working a job and how you heard uh, my prayers and the prayers of the faithful in the family I hope you heard some prayers from my wife but I doubt it uh, I do know that you heard the prayers of my children and I know you heard my prayers and I pray that you'll help them to remember the miracles that you performed on that journey. I pray that you'll help them to remember the thousands of answers to prayer. Uh, the times when uh, on Friday we were notified that the electricity was going to be cut off at a certain time on Monday and how you how we prayed over the weekend and how you gave me peace on Sunday night I still didn't see the money until Monday but you gave me peace on the inside and how that you caused and had that money to show up to keep the lights on to keep the electricity on time and time and time again I give you the glory the praise and the honor and all of my children should do the same and even my wife Marika White ought to give you a holler and say thank you because she reaped the benefits of it just like everybody else and so Holy Father God I pray tonight on this wonderful Saturday night that you have allowed us to live and uh, thank you for the miracle that you worked that uh, my children just saw and they're all grown now they they know about it they helped with it thank you for the magnificent job uh, Daniqua did Daniel Ezekiel did Danielle did and Lord help them to understand the miracles and to remember them I pray this for all of the families that are participating tonight and Christians all across the country and around the globe and Holy Father God I pray that you will place upon us all tonight the whole arm of God Surround us with a band of your holy angels in a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the precious blood of Christ and make us, Lord, to be whiter than the snow. <coughs> Deep down on the inside. And Lord, we thank you that Walter McDonald is now home with the Lord. To die is gain. And Lord, I look forward to that day. And Lord, I look forward to getting back to preaching on heaven as I did last week. And Lord, I 
uh, pray that you, as I shared with Dr. Bennett today, you will help us to do all we can while we can for as many people as we can, according to John Wesley, uh, so that when we uh, get on the other side, we left it all on the field, the field called earth, for your glorious name. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, have all that we do and say tonight, and for the remainder of our time on earth, to be done for your glory, praise, and honor, and for the lifting up of your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. For I pray it in your holy name, Jesus Christ, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends and foes. <coughs> I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing thus saith the Lord the Word of God the Holy Bible as I told you I'm not going to give you what you want I'm going if you want to stop by here I'm going to give you what you need <clears throat> Pardon me. And if that means God leading me to pray for 30 minutes, or 40 minutes, I'm going to pray as God leads me to pray. You can go and do whatever you want to do. And then uh, God leads me if God leads me to read the word without comment <clears throat> the word of God without comment I'm going to do that that's what you need you need both of those things that's why I'm having this devotional with you as I did with my family for 
over 34 years. And they will tell you, we're not putting on here. There was, it was nothing for us to have devotions for uh, an hour and a half, two hours, sometimes three hours, four hours. Nothing. <clears throat> and see, I didn't have to be in a rush because my job was the ministry. And if you don't do devotionals right, your ministry is going to dry up like so many ministries have dried up across this country. Here's what I know. The preachers who continued through the plague preached harder, more times, and even better. They had a devotional time with the Lord before the plague hit. I'm not telling you what I think, I'm telling you what I know to be a fact. When some spiritual hurricanes hit, it's not enough to start praying. You should have been praying. <clears throat> anyway, Beloved, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing. Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible. At the Song of Solomon, chapter 8, verses 1 through 7, which is very fitting as I, at the beginning of the month of October, and by the way, how are you couples doing? I encouraged bonafide married people, meaning a male and a female at birth in holy matrimony. And yes, I'm talking primarily to Christians, but people who are married like that you can you can do it as well but you need to get saved first but I'm talking to these curmudgeons uh, the curmudgeon Christians who uh, walk around doing the silent treatment to their spouse got their nasty same stinking nasty robe on all the time and uh, they put on the dog when they go to church and go out to see and go out to other places to show off but uh, they don't even take a shower uh, hanging around the house sitting on the couch and and not willing to have sex with your spouse in the house I'm talking to these people they know who I, I'm talking to. The sweet evangelicals who talk a good game, but they ain't about nothing. The sweet Protestants. Some of them haven't had sex in over a year, and they're married. And they wonder why they're looking at sister so-and-so, sister uh, sweet thing at church. They wonder why they're trying to get their number. And they married, 
both of you are married, you devils. And the wife who has not had sex with her husband for over a year, uh, no wonder she's looking at Deacon Bo Peep. Uh, Deacon Bo Peep is the one she heard from other women who got it going on and has piqued her interest. And, and all of a sudden now she's getting a hug from Bo Peep and, 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 and Pastor uh, so-and-so is getting a hug from Sister Sylvia who's fine as wine and just my kind and don't bow your head yet it's not time to pray that's what you're doing see you know why because you're not having sex with your spouse in the house can somebody say spouse in the house even the world told you love the one you're with even the world told you that before you even got saved. You loved it. You loved that song. Love the one you're with. You dance to it and everything else, huh? Well, why your mind everywhere else now? And yes, I'm talking to you spouses who look at pornography, and and get off on masturbating while you're looking at pornography. Look straight at me. Don't let anybody else see your eyes dip. You devilish person. You you hypocrite. Huh? Male and females looking at pornography. You got pornography on your phone right now. Christian, evangelical, Protestant, Catholic, you. Huh? You don't believe me? Give your phone to your teenage daughter. They know you got it on there. Give it to your son. Let, uh, they're on your computer right now while you're looking at me. Get up and go get them if you want to. And, and let me tell you something. With one hand, you old curmudgeons. I still love you, but I got to tell you the truth. It has been established that love does not mean being nice all the time. That, that's no connection. That's, no, that's just made up evangelical. I wish I can say it like my daughter, Danny. But I'm not going to say it tonight. Because I don't want to offend my brethren, my sweet brethren. That's nothing but evangelical mess, my dear friends. I, I can't less. Um, give with one hand. and Some with just a, just a couple of fingers. Do you hear stuff that you think you got hidden on your phone? Stuff you think you got hidden on your computer? Parents, you old curmudgeons, you. <laughs> While they're watching a show on television, you can take your phone and zip, bam, boom, and find all your pornography, you. Huh? Give, a, give, give your teenage daughter your phone. I double dog dare you. Why you got it all locked up? Why? This is bad English. But why, why can't nobody touch your phone? Mommy? Mommy? Daddy? Where's your phone at? Why you go put your phone up somewhere? You got to unlock and key. 
why nobody can get on your computer everything all you got all kinds of wicked weird passwords and while you trying to watch your child your teenagers and and got stuff on their computers you think that they can't get around and so forth and you think that you got something going on where you can watch and stop your children from watching pornography they watching you watch pornography the devil is alive look at me real good don't bow your head don't let this don't let the other church members see you now don't let your family members wherever you are right now look at you you got your head down hmm so so don't come to me talking about oh you are not to say those things in church where well, you looking at you looking at it you looking at pornography on the phone so don't say anything. None of you sweet evangelicals, I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to hear I don't want to hear anything from you. Not a one of you talking about you addicted to pornography. Man, no Christian born again Christian can be addicted to anything. You don't your theology is way off. See, that's that's Sadducee Pharisee mess up in the ivory tower that they formed and they distributed through their little stupid blog and you believe it. No Christian can be addicted to anything. There's no such thing, people. Just admit you want to watch pornography. Just admit it. Just say you want to watch it. You want to see some vaginas and some penises and some butts and so forth and so on. Just say it. That you, you, because your heart is wicked. And if you love it and you can feel... Listen to me. I'm trying to help you. Don't get mad at me. If it does not bother you, you are not under conviction by doing that. You don't feel dirty and nasty and filthy and feel like the fellowship between you and God is broken. I assure you you have never been born again you have never been saved you don't have Jesus living on the inside of you that's all you're not addicted please help me I as a public Christian publication online and I hope I hope I guess they have an arrangement with these people I hope these people never pop up on my sites because I think it's stupid. There's a Christian site on online. Got a, a bunch of ads about. You're struggling with pornography. Click this button. And we can zap your computer. And and, 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 and where well, you can't go anywhere. I, I think it's just. Insane. You know where that you know where that uh, pornography addiction mess comes from? It comes from the sweet evangelical theological uh, uh, geniuses. They created it. You know why? Because they they are watching it, and so they gotta lay it on something. They can't put it on Jesus, who's supposed to be living on the inside of them. Jesus is not gonna let you sit there and watch pornography without convicting you. And breaking fellowship, which is the first point of chastisement. 
So don't say anything to me. What you need to be doing is, is, is having sex with your spouse in the house. You, know, you don't need to go outside your house. You don't need to travel online somewhere. You don't need to go to the homosexual e-harmony either. And none of you young ladies need to be trying to hunt for some man online. The man is supposed to hunt for you, if you will, if you allow me to use that term. And, and, and let me help you. In this day and time, it will probably be rough. Let me read. Oh, that thou wert as my brother that sucked the breasts of my mother when I should find thee without. I would kiss thee, yea, I should not be despised. I would lead thee and bring thee into my mother's house who would instruct me. I would cause thee to drink of spiced wine of the juice of my pomegranate. His left hand should be under my head and his right hand should embrace me. I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, that ye stir not up nor awake my love until he please. May I say here, everybody knows, wifey, if you don't put them to sleep, you have not done your job. Let me read. Who is this that cometh up from the wilderness, leaning upon her beloved? I raised thee up under the apple tree. There thy mother brought thee forth. There she brought thee forth that bare thee. Set me as a seal upon thine heart, as a seal upon thine arm. For love is strong as death. Jealousy is cruel as the grave. The coals thereof are coals of fire, which hath a most vehement flame. Many waters cannot quench love, neither can the floods drown it. If a man would give all the substance of his house for love, it would utterly be contemned. Glory be to God. Now let me tell you something. Shakespeare never wrote anything like that. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for all of your holy word. And I thank you, Lord, for creating sex. Lord, people, Lord, and I say this advisedly and reverently, wicked, evil people think that you are an old fogey that you don't know what's going on. They don't realize you created what they're so excited about. And as your child, I give you the glory, praise, and honor for married sex. 
In Jesus Christ's name I pray and forsake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the body, foes in the family, that is, <laughs> foes in the family. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, those of you uh, who are with me standing between the living and the dead, family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White the Third, President of Gospel Light Society International with the White House Family Devotional Reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's classic book titled Morning and Evening. This is the podcast and this is episode number 608. Oh, I feel like singing, but I can't sing. We're back in the Song of Solomon is where Spurgeon is coming from, I told you. Uh, There's something about the Song of Solomon this month. But I told you Spurgeon is the only one who can get a devotional out of the Song of Solomon. I would not even think about getting a devotional out of the Song of Solomon. And most pastors wouldn't even think about that. But anyway, Thou that dwellest in the gardens, the companions hearken to thy voice, cause me to hear it. My sweet Lord and Savior Jesus Christ remembers well the Garden of Gethsemane. And although he has left that garden, he now dwells in the garden of his church. There he unbosoms himself to those who keep his blessed company. That voice of love which rather with which he speaks to his beloved is more musical than the harps of heaven. There is a depth of melodious love within it which leaves all human music far behind. Ten of thousands on earth and millions above are indulged with its harmonious accents. Some whom I well know and whom I greatly envy are at this moment hearkening to the beloved voice. Oh that I were a partaker of their joys. It is true some of these are poor, others bedridden, and some near the gates of death, but, O my Lord, I would cheerfully starve with them, pine with them, or die with them, if I might but hear 
thy voice. Once I did hear it often, but I have grieved thy spirit. Return unto me in compassion, and once again say unto me, I am thy salvation. No other voice can content me. I know thy voice and cannot be deceived by another. Let me hear it, I pray thee. I know not what thou wilt say, neither do I make any condition, O my beloved. Do but let me hear thee speak, and if it be a rebuke, I will bless thee for it. Perhaps to cleanse my dull ear may need an operation very grievous to the flesh. But let it cost what it may, I turn not from the one consuming desire. Cause me to hear thy voice. Bore my ear afresh. Pierce my ear with thy harshest notes. Only do not permit me to continue deaf to thy calls. Yes, Lord, even tonight, grant thine unworthy one his desire, for I am thine, and thou hast bought me with thy blood. Thou hast opened mine eye to see thee, and the sight has saved me. Lord, open thou mine ear. I have read thy heart. Now let me hear thy lips. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you, Lord, for another great devotional. Uh, through your servant, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, he being dead yet speaketh, help us too to hear your voice and not grieve your spirit. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and forsake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, we move now to the family segment of this devotional. You say, Preacher, why do you always talk about the family in your devotional services? Well, because uh, the family today is so jacked up. You know why? Because most families do not have family devotions. Even the Christian families don't. God does not hear their voice, and they don't hear God's voice in the morning, and that's going to be a problem in the family and in the church. And it is a problem in the family and in the church. And so that's why I lead you in devotions and also... Uh, when I found out that my wife was not a Christian, not a believer, not saved, and uh, was prone to act like the devil, God led me to read this passage. That is Ephesians chapter 5 and chapter 6 with my family or a portion thereof, each and every day of our 34-year, over 34-year marriage. 
And I believe it's one of the main reasons why we're still together to this very day. And there was a time when we were together after marriage with no children. And then by God's grace, God blessed me with seven children with my wife. And I raised them by myself, basically. I did make her do her part. I made her do the dirty work, and, but all of you people who are married know that when you have to make people do stuff, it's really like you have to do it yourself, but she did all of the dirty work. I've never changed the diaper. I've never washed any dishes. I've never cleaned the house, I, but, uh, uh, but I did raise my children by the grace of God by myself. Now, I raised them successfully by the grace of God, and they're all on their own. And my oldest two daughters, who had to step in and help me to raise them when they got of age, they're helping me now, uh, and helping them to transition into their own jobs and own houses, which is a great help and blessing to me. Things really their mother should have done. Um, and so that's how far we have come by reading this passage every day in our home. Sometimes we read the whole thing. Most times we read the whole thing. Sometimes I did it the way similar to what I'm doing with you. And so no wonder we had long devotionals. It was nothing for us to have devotions for two hours or three hours. We didn't try to. We we just did, uh, and God used that to keep the devil uh, away from my wife and from the family. Quite frankly, and and some of you need to do the same because you some of some of you sweet evangelicals and Protestants got a devil in your family, a Judas in your family. And God has a way of, of, of controlling that and restraining people like that and, and, and causing there to be peace and order and productivity. By the way, beloved, contrary to the American way, your family ought to be productive. You ought to be moving forward. Children ought to be educated in a, grade, a graded fashion and be moving on. Get them into college as soon as you can. Uh, if you can get them in there by 16 like I did, do that. If you have a child who can even go earlier, get it done so that they can have their bachelor's degree by the time they're 20 instead of just going to college. From home where you can watch them all of our children were homeschooled and went through college with multiple degrees at home. I have a, my baby son graduating this year. So, um, but the key and the foundation is to remind everybody from this passage, Ephesians chapter 5 and chapter 6, God gives his commandments regarding marriage and family to each and every person in the family. And right now, we're in the segment 
or the section where God is commanding, guess who? The husband, the father, the man. And again, thank God that the CEO of Promise Keepers, out of all of the groups, thank God he came out and said something I've been saying for years. Listen to me. Something I've known before for years before I got saved. One of the reasons why I hated the church is because the men were not masculine, they were effeminate. And weak. And the women ran the show. I knew even when I was lost, something is wrong with this picture. And why did this big old man come over to our house and eat up all our chicken and collard greens and everything else? And he never is with a woman. Never with a, a wife. Does not, he's not married. I can call his name right now. Not married. And just always grinning and smiling and twitching and all this. And, and would halfway talk about like he's going to date somebody and... And, and call them hoochie mamas and everything in the church. You, you see that hoochie mama over there shouting today, that, 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 all that mess. And t best friends with my mother and all this. <coughs> but never with a woman. Uh, I'm so happy that the CEO, like a man, uh, and, I, and you need to see this video. He said it like a man. The church has produced a bunch of effeminate man, men. And, and he, 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 he was taking the blame himself because the promise keepers comes out of the church. And they, for years before he got uh, into position, they participated and propagated this foolishness. <coughs> Pardon me. That the men are always wrong. There has never been a promise keepers for women. I had my wife to 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 create the rules for for the women. For the, here's some promise keepers. Here's some promises to keep for you, women. I might have that run. We're gonna run that again. <coughs> she did a podcast on it, I believe. It was, but officially, there was never a, pro a promise keepers for women, for years. Always promise keepers men, and 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 the men out there in the field. I'm gonna keep my promise to my wife. I have not kept my promises to my wife. I'm just a sorry, no good man. All of us are sorry, no good men, henpecked men. It's, it was disgusting, and it did more harm than good. Thank God, this CEO is causing the whole organization to repent. Now, I may fall apart now. Oh, and the women, oh, they were behind the scenes supporting it out there, around, you know, way out there in the field somewhere supporting. Say, yeah, that's right. You sorry, no good men. Keep some promises to us. Ah. <clears throat> and some of them, only God knows what they were doing while they had promise keepers. Come on. Crying and boo-hoo and tomorrow I'm gonna keep my promises. 
Not so much with God, but to my wife. And I'm going to wash the dishes. And I'm going to change the baby so she can go out on wherever she wants to go. And I'm going to keep the house clean. I'm going to keep my promises. I'll wash your clothes. I'll pay your rent. That's baby face. <clears throat> and he's done lost two beautiful women to other men. Excuse me, baby face. You should have never wrote that song. That's, that's too much love. See? That's too much love. I wash your clothes. I, I, let me, I, I ought to get those words and start singing them words to you people. Nobody, no, these women, women don't care nothing, nothing about a man who's going to wash her clothes and pay her rent. She don't even want you to see what she got until she's ready to take it off for you to do what you're supposed to do with her. <sighs> people make me sick with this mess. That's just too much love, man. She don't care about, she don't care anything about that. She's going to run to a man who ain't never washed a, a clo some clothes in his life. He don't even wash his own clothes. He stinks and she loves it. But I thank the Lord that this man from Promise Keepers finally said what all the other leaders should have said a long time ago. But they fell into the lie that men, all men are sorry all men are no good. That's a damn lie. Excuse me. There are some, uh, uh, most women are far more treacherous than men will ever be. And all women know it. All women know it. That's why they always, they, they'll take up for that man. They'll take up for somebody else's man. Not for theirs, because they got their, you know, they got their man under their thumb. Control him. But see, you women don't fool me. You know why? All you grandmothers and mothers out there. All of you brought all of you bought my book letters to young black men. You know why you bought it? Because I told young men don't let a woman rule over you. And you don't want a woman to rule over your son. You don't mind ruling over your husband. But you don't want a woman, to no woman, to rule over your son. Only you, see. See. Okay, you don't fool me. That's one of the main reasons why you bought the book. Because I told your son, don't let a woman rule over you. I told your son, you, you are the prize. She may be the prize too. That's, that's fine, I'm okay with that. But you, you're a prize too, sir. For her to get, particularly considering the situation we're living in today, nine to one. Yeah. You don't need to be around here begging some woman to do something, man. When there's a woman willing to, to get down tonight with you, don't need to be begging no woman, man. Uh -uh. Pleading and begging and crying and boohooing. Mm -mm. And that's not going to work anyway. So I'm so glad that the promise keepers follow the leadership of Dr. Tim Clinton, Dr. Tony Evans, and yours truly. Dr. Tim Clinton wrote a book, said, take it back. Now, I, you got to understand the importance of that. 
Take your manhood back. Take your authority back over your wife and over your children. And be the man that God wants you to be. Now you, you need to understand the significance of that because you, you, don't, you don't know Dr. Tim Clinton, I don't think. And if you did, you would really get this. Dr. Tim Clinton is the Jay Adams of our day. He is over all counseling, Christian counseling in the world. He is the man. Meaning that he has a pastor's heart. He has that sensitivity. But he has seen so much garbage come down the pike. With families being destroyed, with men bending over backwards to almost busting their heads open to please their wives and 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 to do all of this nice lying mess that the sweet evangelicals came up with. Even he got fed up with it up to here. We're not talking about a man like me, a prophet, evangelist, hard. He has a pastor's heart, probably more so than most pastors. And one of the nicest men in on the earth, one of the meekest men on the earth, Dr. Tony Evans. If he's going to say something about it and stay with it, even though he's got he's got people women and men who don't like it these are his friends people that he's known for years they don't they don't like it for him to be saying the things he has said and he's sticking with it because it's not you know why he's sticking with it because this other mess did not work and so when the storm hit everything fell down flat Especially the family, and that was falling down already. It was leaning before the uh, the uh, chastisement came, the plague came. Why? See, you know why? Because Dr. Tony Evans not only knows the word, he believes the word is actually the word of God. And he understands. And he's much nicer than I'll ever be. He has said it is nicer than I will ever say it. He's, he, he's trying to be loving towards you people and say the thing, you know, nicely. You don't want to get You're still mad at him. See, I'm not going to say it nicely. That's not how I'm wired. I, uh, but he's not going to bow down from that. He's not going to bend on that. Now, if it's in the word, he's not going to, he's not, he's loving towards you. He's meek and he's humble towards you. Same thing for Dr. Tim Clinton. They, but they, they, they can't, they can't do that. See, this is why I don't worry about it. I'm not worried about them changing because they, they fear God enough to understand they cannot back up off the word. Whether we like it or not. Dr. Tony Evans has said this. 
You can not like the word, but I, I, I have to preach it. I believe it. You can, you know, it's, it doesn't matter whether we like it or not. <clears throat> I feel sorry for him, but I feel sorry more for the people who are trying to bend him and change him. Uh, maybe some in his family trying to do it. He can't do it. <laughs> I'm not worried. About, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> and we're not friends. I don't know him. He does not know me. I do know he loves me and my family as a brother because on his own, God touched his heart to stand with us, financially speaking, helping us to land real good. I give God all the glory. I've never said a word to him. He's never said a word to me. And I doubt if he wants to meet me and I, I know I don't want to meet him. You know why? Because sometimes God does something and you don't you don't want to mess it up. And because we're so we're wired so differently, we would not even, you know, he would he likes to fellowship with his preacher friends and we won't really we won't be, you know, hit it off. We're so different. But different in a good way. In our calling, we abide in our callings. He does not want to be as blunt as I am. And I don't want to be like him. This is how God made us. But here's what I do know. Hey, you can get mad all you want. You can cuss Tony Evans out all you want to and call him everything but a child of God. He's not going to bend on the word. You got some preachers who will. He's not going to do that. I'm not worried about it. And Dr. Tim Clinton has seen so much damnable foolishness in the pastoral counseling realm and the Christian counseling realm that has not worked and has led to hundreds and thousands of divorces just from the data, the research, and the evidence. <clears throat> the Bible too, because he's a Bible believer, but just from the research, He's not backing up off of that. That's why he would dare to write a book with take it back. That means take your authority back, men. Get a hold of your own family. Stop listening to all of this bull out here today on radios, uh, on radio and on television and in these sweet evangelical books. It has not worked. And he is sick of it. For him to write that kind of title to evangelicals, he's an evangelical. He's disgusted with it. And see, people like Dr. Clinton, Dr. Tony Evans, they know they're going to heaven one day. And they don't want to answer for uh, people, people who are saved. They're not stupid, man. They don't want to be, they don't want to be any part of anything that is against God's word. They fear God. They fear God. See, that's the, that's the, some of you don't understand that. Because you're lost, probably, and you don't know anything about fearing God. 
why can't you just go ahead on and go along and get along? They can't do that. They're not trying to be contrary. You can accuse me of trying to be contrary if you want. I'm not. But you can accuse me of that. You can't accuse them of that. They, they, the last thing on earth they want to do is make you angry and mad. <clears throat> That's the last thing. It's not in them. And they don't like it when you don't like what they say. They want to be loved and accepted in the beloved. They want to sit down with you at the steakhouse. They love it. They love that fellowship and that give and take. But they're not going. They can't. They can't. They can't. Because they know they have to deal with God every day. And they know they're going to have to deal with God in the future. Now let me move on. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 25 through 32. I'm not going to read it all tonight. Husbands, love your wives. Even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. One of the things the brother brought out is that love does not always mean being nice and letting people have their way. That's all. That's what the brother brought out. And that's what many preachers have taught. That's what many men have done down through the years. And now we look at this mess we're in. Pardon me. Now let me tell you something. Most women do better with a man who, yes, loves them, but does not uh, show himself to be that nice all of the time, and nice meaning, uh, uh, nice being meaning, letting her have her way. You know why most women fare better that way is because they know the evil and the corruption in them and I don't care if you women get mad or not you know it's there you talk about it all the time with your girlfriends who you call bitches I don't I don't call them that that's what you call them. <clears throat> you know why you call them bitches because to you, that's what they are. They are they're always bitching, always complaining, always conniving. They're treacherous. They can look at you in the, in the face and lie to you about something and talk about you behind your back. And you call them bitches and witches because uh, they're acting like that. I didn't, I didn't say uh, that. You said it. And you say it all the time, including you Christian women. <coughs> Pardon me. You know why? Because you know the nature. We all have our, men have their nasty nature. All men, I have told you women, they, they, they about, they're about getting in between your legs. That's what they're about. And because of pornography, they want you to hurry up and do it now. They, they want you to move with the quickness, and if you don't move quickly in that direction, they, they will take them off for you. They'll take your panties off for you today. Okay? That's wicked, evil nature of man. And once they get that, they, 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 you know, they're going to be satisfied for a while. They, they, they don't want to have anything to do with you if you let them have that, if you put yourself in that position. 
But women have a wicked nature too. Treacherous, backstabbers, liars, talk out the both sides of their mouth, say one thing to one woman, another thing to another woman, and another thing to their mother, and another lie to the sisters, and all kinds of messes created out of that. Rebellious, proud, stubborn, unsubmissive, disobedient. Okay? And you know it. This is why you always take, you take the the side of the man if it's not your man. She just don't know what he's doing. She's doing with him. Uh, if a woman knew, you know, you know, if I had him, he would he would be acting differently and all this kind of talk. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Again, love is not... I've been telling you this for years. Thank God the promise keeper's man finally said it. Love does not mean letting your wife have her way, sir. Now, wait a minute. Well, I just don't want to hear her complaining and whining and trying to put me on the couch and I can't have sex with her for three weeks and so forth. And, and, and she has a nasty attitude about it and, and she just blows up the whole house and upsets the children. And, well, so be it. You still cannot let her have a way. I don't care what she does. See? See, that's what you don't understand. All of that is just all of that. It means it means nothing to me. <clears throat> I'm going to have my way here in my house. That's how it's always been in my house. Since I'm going to have to answer to God for her and the children, it's going to go my way. And she can huff and puff and try to blow the whole house down as she has tried. My wife, who's right here with me tonight. I'm not talking behind her. Nothing I say is behind her back because she's already heard it. She can huff and puff and blow. You know how women do. Women got these things, these antics. Blowing. Okay, that's supposed to do something. Because it will let you know she's angry. And then they roll their eyes from the east to the west. I can't even do it. I can't even do it. I can't roll my eyes like my wife rolled her All the way over here. I believe some women can roll their eyes not only from the east to the west, but can roll them behind the back of the head and out. <laughs> it's a demonic thing. Okay, what's the other one? Rolling their eyes, blowing, getting a bad attitude. Becoming a refrigerator wife, acting like she doesn't want to have sex. I thank God my wife didn't use that one. <clears throat> that would have been a real problem. A smirking is another one. That's, all of that's designed to disrespect you, sir. I don't care anything about it. It means nothing. You just do what God leads you to do. Okay? And I, 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 and I have to tell this to some of you men. 
<clears throat> because you don't get it. I would rather for you to be wrong with your own mind making the decision than to listen to hearken to your wife and she's right. So this is why I don't have a problem with uh, Brady. I do believe personally Brady should have resigned last year. He should have stayed in a uh, resigned uh, or quit or whatever. I'm not saying it would have saved his marriage or whatever. All I'm saying is that has to be his decision, not hers. And I believe that she is doing all of these antics to make him quit. And that's the wrong thing to do with a real man. He's not going to do that. Especially if you're trying to make him, uh-uh, you can run and quit and get a divorce lawyer, whatever. Whatever uh, is my decision. Now, it may be a wrong decision, and I believe it's wrong for him to be playing football this year. I also, by the way, Tua, Brother Tua, uh, you, ought, uh, you ought not to play another down. If you ever grab, a, uh, you take a, a hike of football into your hand again, you ought to sit down. And I mean that. Tell me you're, gonna, you're about to come back. You don't need to come back. You can't take it. You can't take it, man. You, you, you had enough already. Uh, that's all free, but anyway. So you men, you think under God for yourself. Stop letting your wife think for you. It is the most demonic thing in the world. Well, I'm just trying to help. I'm supposed to be helping. I don't need your help with my thinking and what I'm supposed to be doing. I need your help by washing those dishes, changing the babies quickly instead of them sit, letting them sit in their doo-doo and their pee-pee because you don't feel like changing them. Stay your behind home and take care of your children instead of running out in the street with your children. That's the kind of help I need. <clears throat> I need your help to clean this house. I need your help when I want to have sex. I don't need your help regarding the ministry or the business or whatever I'm running. Unless I tell you. See, I know that sounds harsh to you sweet little evangelicals. But uh, that's what the man is talking about now. Okay, at the promise keepers. Not all this whining and crying and boo-hooing and, 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 and oh, we are so terrible men. We are so wicked. And the women are so holy and righteous putting up with us. They, we're so privileged to have them. You, they're privileged to have you, man. You're the king. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would heal every marriage and family that names the name of Christ based upon your holy word. And Holy Father God, have mercy and grace upon those of us who name the name of Christ, uh, but we have not obeyed your great commandment and your great commit, your commission. <clears throat> Help us to repent of our sins for Jesus Christ's sake forgive us Lord of our sins 
and help us to get back on the firing line for you. And Holy Father God, we do pray for the millions who are hurting tonight and uh, who need your comfort. We pray that you would comfort them and draw them to yourself for salvation. And uh, Lord, we pray, however, for those those few that we uh, have names for. We pray for some by name, a few by name. We pray, Lord, tonight for the family and friends of Massachusetts resident Justin Liss. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of North Carolina resident Curtis Bradshaw. All of these families have been impacted by the coronavirus plague pandemic. We pray, Lord, that you would comfort them as only you can, draw them to yourself for salvation. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of New York resident Joanne Lewis. And Holy Father God, we pray, Lord, for the thousands of folks who have sent in prayer requests down through the years. Thank you, Lord, for granting us your grace and strength to pray for each one by name and for their need. And we thank you for thousands of answers to prayer. And we pray that you would continue to bless them and these that we pray for tonight by name. We pray for salvation, spiritual, family, life protection and provision blessings upon them all. Financial and material blessings and protect them all from the plagues that are in the world today. Lord, we pray for Marie Grace. Please bless her with the right place to stay where she can live her own life away from people who practice witchcraft, make drugs, and from criminal activities. Please give her peace and justice in her life and surroundings as well. And Lord, we do pray that you would deliver the thousands of people who are dying from this new uh, drug that's going around that looks like candy. We pray, Lord, for Jensen. Please be with him and bless him. We pray for Pastor Bushibi. Thank you for the soul saved at Jane's funeral. Thank you for the new members at Remwa Church. Please heal Sister Dora's knee. Please provide for their every need and provide them with the money they need to pay off all of their debts. Please deliver uh, all of Africa from drought and famine. And Lord, we pray for the people who have gotten saved through the ministry, people who have rededicated their lives through the ministry. And help them all to grow in the faith. We thank you for the thousands who have made a profession of faith in you. And the thousands who have come back to you. And Lord, we pray for Perica, Enoxon, Sabusio, Serena, Sylvia. We pray, Lord, for the people who have recommitted their lives to you. We pray for Yakabu, Samantha, Mungasel, Sai, and Richard. We commit all of these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. In Jesus Christ's name, I do pray. Save those who are lost. Revive those who are saved. In Jesus Christ's name, I pray and for sake. Amen. <clears throat> Dear friend of mine, if you're with us tonight and you have never been born again, you're not saved. 
you do not know Jesus Christ in the free pardon of all of your sins, may I say to you, dear friend, get saved tonight. Here's how. First, accept the fact that you are a sinner, just as I am, and just as the Pope is, the Dalai Lama, Joel Osteen, and everybody else. For the Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible also says that the wages of sin is death. In other words, there is a punishment for sin. Do you know why we truly die? We die because of our sinful nature. We die because of uh, the sins we choose to do. Sin is what takes us out. Not the car crash. Not the gun. Not the cancer not the coronavirus it is sin is the reason why we die the wages of sin is death the Bible says and what God wants you to understand is dear friend that if God will allow you to die from this beautiful place called earth then he will allow you to go to hell to spend eternity if you do not take him up on uh, his plan of salvation and his plan of salvation is what Jesus Christ said when he said the most important words ever said in the history of the world to mankind for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Hell is a very real place. Jesus Christ preached on hell more than anybody in the Bible. Jesus Christ preached on hell, the burning hell, more than uh, he preached on heaven. Jesus Christ preached on hell more than most preachers living today. For he said in Matthew 18, 8, Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off, and cast them from thee, it is better for thee to enter into life halt or maimed, rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. Hell is a very real place. There are millions in hell tonight. The rich man, Mr. Dives, is still in hell after over 2,000 years. And uh, when you die, that's where you're going if you have never truly believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. You say, well, preacher, I've never heard anybody put it like that. We don't have time to fool around here because this world is coming to an end as you can possibly tell. So you need, and you're going to die, we all are, and so you need to get your um, eternal life insurance policy squared away by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. 
who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of Almighty God, already paid for in full and signed in his blood. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, shall be saved. Being a church member cannot save you. Because your family was religious has nothing to do with your salvation. Because you took a chair in the front of the church has nothing to do with your salvation. Because you received the right hand of fellowship does not have anything to do with your salvation. Getting baptized has nothing to do with your salvation. Giving money to the church has nothing to do with your salvation. It is not by works of righteousness that we have done. It is by His grace and His mercy. And our faith in Jesus Christ is what saves us. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, dear friend, and thou you shall be saved. The Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let's do that right now. Follow me in uh, the sinner's prayer. Mean it from your heart as you believe in your heart in Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of Almighty God. Let's pray. Repeat after me, phrase by phrase. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a wicked sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. I have broken your Ten Commandments. I have sinned against you repeatedly by lying, by stealing, by lusting in my heart after people and things, by dishonoring my parents, by dishonoring you by taking your holy name in vain, and many other sins. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, <clears throat> who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my wretched soul tonight. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change. Make me into a new creature. Help me to repent of my sins. Help me to turn from my evil life and to follow you in the newness of life. Lord Jesus Christ, I pray it in your name. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you prayed that prayer with me in sincerity and you believed in your heart, heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, in sincerity, according to the Bible, the Word of God, 
you are now saved from hell and saved to heaven. The Word of God, the Holy Bible, is all we can go by. Jesus Christ said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Did you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? If you did, then you have everlasting life, because Jesus Christ cannot lie. He never lied, and he can't lie, because he is the Son of God, which makes him God. So congratulations, my dear friend, on doing the most important thing in life. And uh, what you need to do now is grow in his grace. And I want you to go to gospellightsociety.com and pick up my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Go in and out and find pasture since you have entered through the door uh, tonight. And so begin reading this new book uh, uh, for you at least. Uh, and it will help you to grow in the faith and become the strong Christian disciple that God wants you to be. And uh, you will get the next steps that you need to take as a new Christian. Also, email us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com. Uh, whatever email is on the uh, uh, platform you're on. And uh, let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you, pray for you. If you have a prayer request, you need some kind of help, uh, send your prayer request in. And we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, I was going to preach again tonight, but that's going to be it tonight. God has given me the liberty to go and rest so I can preach twice tomorrow. Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow morning. And then tomorrow evening, if the Lord tarries is coming and we live, until next time, pray without ceasing. Pray always. Be instant in prayer. Simplify and simple supra. Always faithful and always above. God bless you. Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow.